Hey guys, it's Tim. Some of you guys may know me as the Trivia Guy. But uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Issue. Check us out three days a week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoy it, tell a friend. You know, spread it around. If not, not a huge deal. Just don't listen again. Uh, we appreciate you guys stopping by, though, and, uh, and checking us out. But be sure to also check out the social media outlets. We have Twitter, at The Issue Podcast, and our Instagram, at The Underscore Issue Podcast. Thank you guys again for listening. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Wednesday, November 18th. Another episode of The Issue. Uh, Got a pretty big episode for you guys today. A lot of stuff to cover. Uh, We're going to get to Monday's thoughts uh, from the Monday night game this week. Uh, Tim has a rant for us, and then we will hit a break. We'll come back with quarterback tears and our Thursday predictions. So overall, pretty big episode. Tim's with me on the phone. What's going on? Well, not much. Not much. Excited to talk. Um, some quarterback tears. Always exciting. Love, love talking quarterbacks. And then just an incredible Thursday night game to look forward to. Right. Um, you know, looking forward to some of the factors that will play into it, and then, and then uh, obviously just just the game itself, prediction stats, all that good stuff. Yes. Um, is it kind of crazy to you? I just wanted to. I wanted to start it off like this. Uh, is it is it kind of crazy to you that we are through ten weeks of NFL football? We just finished week ten. It's insane. I feel like we were just ranking some off season lists of like you know, the, the best defense or something like that. You know. Right. Uh, um, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's already week ten. Just, it has gone by so fast. It's been such a good season, though. It has been, especially if, if we're uh, talking Pittsburgh fans here. It's been a great season. Uh, the 9-0 and Steelers keep rolling along, but we are going to hop into our Monday thoughts to uh, to start the episode. Um, oh, I just want to say, before... Be the boring be- game I've ever watched. Yes, but before we get into this, I just want to say, I, I called Tim out because I got the, the Colts and the Titans game right. Um, and then I called you out again when I picked when I knew I was picking the Vikings over the Bears, and you went Bears over the Vikings. But I was right for a second time. Just want to make that known. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, overall, I think I think we all lost. If you took the time out of your day to watch that game, though, it was just not nothing to watch. It was absolutely brutal. Can we can we finally admit that Nick Foles is not an NFL caliber starting quarterback? Can we finally admit it? He's a very high-end, too. He's a very high-end backup quarterback. But as a starting quarterback, he is... If I'm looking at the whole league um, right now, right? So let's just, let's just for, for uh, conversation's sake, let's look at the whole league right now. And let's see who I would rather have going each team, right? So we'll just start in their division. The Packers, I'll obviously take Aaron Rodgers. Vikings, I'll take Kirk Cousins. Lions, I'll take Matt Stafford. NFC East, even the worst division in football, right? I'll mm-hmm. take Carson Wentz. I'll take Daniel Jones. I will take Alex Smith or Kyle Allen. And I will definitely take Garrett Gilbert. Um, Garrett Gilbert had a better performance against the Steelers defense, which is the best, probably one of the best in the league, than Nick Foles has had all year. All year. And obviously when Dak's healthy, I'll take Dak any day, easily, and any goal. So they're, they're two best quarterbacks I'll take. Maybe Garrett Gilbert just stretch. But, you know, the, the two backup, or the, the, the quarterback Dak Prescott and the backup Andy Dalton, I will take over Nick Foles. The Saints, I'll take any of their three. Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, or Drew Brees. Yep. Buccaneers, I'll take Tom Brady. Falcons, I'll take Matt Ryan. Panthers, I'll take actually both 
I'm their quarterback to take Teddy Bridgewater and P.J. Walker, who just got signed from the XFL this past offseason. Cardinals, obviously, Kyler. Um, I'll take Jared Goff. I'll take Russell Wilson. And I will take whoever starting for the Niners, Nick Mullins or Jimmy Garoppolo. AFC East, Bills. I'll take Josh Allen. I'll take Tua. I'll take Cam. And I will take – I might not take Cam. I will not take Cam. I'll take Darnold, though. Um, Steelers. I'm taking I'm taking Big Ben. Obviously, he's playing in the MVP caliber. Mm-hmm. I'll take Lamar. I'll take Baker. I'll take Burrow. I'll take Philip Rivers. I will take Ryan Tannehill, Deshaun Watson, Gardner Minshew, Jake Luton, whoever they're starting down in Jacksonville. And finally, the AFC West. I'm taking all the quarterbacks there. I'll even take Drew Locke, who I'm not even a fan of. I'll take Derek Carr. I'll take Mahomes. I'll take uh, I'll take Herbert or Tyron Taylor. Okay, so, so you're so we're looking at I I said the only person that I would take Nick Foles over. That starts currently. That currently starts is Garrett Gilbert, who is a fourth-string quarterback. I will take. I take Foles over him okay. and Cam because Cam has, I think, what three passing touchdowns in, in seven games. So yeah, you know, I'll take Foles over him. But other than that, he is the worst quarterback in the NFL. So, Terrible, abysmal. They had 149 total yards of offense. Yeah. Question for you here. Um, I want to pose this. Um. So if you're the Bears Bears head coach, right? You're named Bears head coach this coming week. What are you doing quarterback situation in Chicago? Mitch Trubisky, any day. I'll take Mitch Trubisky over him, too. I didn't even talk about within the own, his own quarterback room that I, he wouldn't be the line pick. I'll yes. take Mitch Trubisky. He's, so basically, their, their offensive line is not good. I don't know what the exact ranking is. I know it's in the bottom third of the league. And so, yeah, that that's I, not all on Nick Foles. Fine, fine then why is he in the game? He is completely immobile. Next to Phillip Rivers, he's probably the worst mobility-wise in the NFL. Looks a lot, looks a lot like Mason Rudolph to me. Run. He looks a lot like Mason Rudolph to me when he's in the pocket. It's kind of funny. He's so... Completely robotic. Yeah. Just 100% stiff. Um, he's not relaxed at all. No, I agree. I will take Mr. Trubisky all day. He can at least move. Right. He's at least more consistent. So Foles will he'll go out there and go, you know, 250 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, right? One game, then he'll come back and he'll go, what, 15 for 26, 106 <laughs> yards, no touchdowns, one pick, 51 QBR. Looks completely overwhelmed by another bottom third defense in the Vikings. Yeah. Well, another thing I wanted to bring up, too, um, going into this game, I know we talked about, you know, your reasoning for picking the Bears was that their defense was really good and you didn't think that Dalvin Cook was going to be able to rush too well against them. He kind of proved you wrong there, but also proved everybody wrong. I didn't think he was going to rush that well, but the dude rushed for 96 yards. Yeah, he didn't add a touchdown, but yeah. he he did decent. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'll give you that a little bit, but let's 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 gain some perspective here. He rushed the ball 30 times. He averaged three yards a carry. He was bottled up most of the night. That's true. That's true. They just kept um, feeding he the horse. Long of 14. Look at that. That's excuse me. They completely look without that long of 14. You're at 29 carries for. 80, 82 yards, and that average is even lower. So it's, yeah. you know, well, you got to look at, you got to actually, you know, look look a little bit more past the numbers sometimes. You know, like Justin Jefferson looked even better than his stats. He had eight catches, 135 yards, looked even better than his stats. Oh yeah. my God, it was beautiful. Well, and <laughs> you look over at the Bears running game, it gets worse and worse every week. It gets. It's abysmal. Montgomery is out, which actually kind of spared my eyes because I can't watch him play football. It's pretty abysmal. Um, 
But but Cordero Patterson is a wide receiver. Do you yeah. believe that? He's a wide receiver. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's insane. The the Bears rushing game is so bad, man. It, it's not even close to being decent. I know people were saying early on in the season that you know, oh, they have a chance this year if they can get the ball run. If they can get, start running the ball, they're going to be really dangerous. Well, they never did get running the ball, so <laughs> that kind of blew up in their face. Yeah, we could play the what if game forever. You know, Ooh, what if they run the ball? Oh yeah, um, that's not how it works, though. That's just not really how it works. Like, what if Jimmy Garoppolo has Emmanuel Sanders <laughs> in the Super Bowl? Well, and it's a completely different Super Bowl. And I mean, Patrick Mahomes still gets paid. Who knows? Right. You know, so we can play the what if game forever. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, that's just not a realistic thing to do. The only what if game I'll play is, hmm, what if Nick Foles was good? Um, <laughs> or, hmm, what if Matt Nagy actually stuck with a better quarterback in Mitch Trubisky? I don't yeah. understand. I don't get it. I love the way Matt Nagy um, coaches. He's a brilliant coach, but this decision just doesn't make any sense. No. Mitch Trubisky was 3-0 and as the starter of the Bears since taking over Nick Foles to do the math, 2-5. and five. Yeah, I mean... What are we doing? What are we doing? And we... I don't care if Mitch Trubisky doesn't put up amazing numbers and doesn't have Mahomes-like plays. Look, the guy wins. The guy wins. You take out his rookie year, he's 22-10. and 10. Yeah. I mean... That's a winner, and he was 3-0 and to start this year. Ridiculous. Right. When you... I mean, me and you have been saying it the whole time, that the Bears are more of pretenders than contenders. Uh, when they were actually 5-0 and there for a little bit, that was cute. Um, or they were 5-1, and I think they were 4-0. Yeah, whatever they were. 4-1, 5-1, something like that. Yeah, they, they got off a really good start. I understand that, yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, we've always said that they were pretenders. We They've never looked like a powerhouse team. I said the same thing about Tennessee, and that's proving to be more and more true every week. Um, so do you want to get into your rant now? Well, I, I would love to. We have some Steeler, uh, some Steeler-based rants here, right? Okay. Um, people kind of, kind of, you know, there's still some Steelers doubters out there, you know? Right. And uh, so I, I did some digging. I'm like, all right, like let's get some stats here that prove that the Steelers they're a solid team. Like I know, I know that the Steelers can be really, really good. You know, granted, I have my doubts. Trust me. Trust me. I'm a roller coaster fan, right? You know, they start doing bad. I'm like, oh, that's the worst team I've ever seen. Right? Oh, anybody if that they win, I'm like, they're going to the Super Bowl, right? Anybody that follows um, us on Twitter knows this, Tim. <laughs> and I think that everyone that watches the Steelers though feels the same way. Exactly. They put you on that roller coaster. Exactly. You know? It's it's a heart attack every Sunday. What's that? It's a heart attack every Sunday. Oh my god! You have to go out there against the Ravens, and they first of all look terrible, but still win. So I'm supposed to think that they're a bad team, bad team, bad team, and then they win. So I'm like, oh, we're on top of the world. And then they come out and lay an egg against Dallas, and you're like, oh, um, that's like the worst game I've ever seen anyone play. <laughs> uh, so they put you on this roller coaster. But I'm thinking, all right, maybe that maybe maybe they flip the page. Obviously, they, they've been winning, but maybe they flip the consistency page now, right? They beat yeah. the Bengals. Maybe get them on a little bit of a roll. With more consistent play, right? Right. I'm thinking, okay, like, let's do some digging. They're actually a really good team. You know, I, I don't give them enough credit. They are a really good team, right? So the Pittsburgh Steelers, one and only NFL team, by the way, I don't know what you know, averages over 30 points a game and allows less than 20 points a game. That'd be the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are fourth highest in the league scoring offense. We, we rip their offense all the time ago. Oh, Ben's a little old, kind of, you know, their run game, not solid. You know, they just find ways to win. No, 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 they're averaging 30.1 points a game. That's fourth in the league. Fourth in the league. 
Yeah, that's and impressive. They're the third best defense in the league, points per game wise, at 19 points per game. They're the only team in the league to average above 30 and uh, allow less than 20. <laughs> that's incredibly impressive. Yes. And they're a top five team on both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball. The only other team is Kansas City. So it's really, really impressive. Um, all right, speaking of Kansas City here, I'm just going to throw out another fact here. The Steelers are 9-0. and the, uh, the Chiefs are 8-1. and um, Who would you say is more publicly noticed as the best team in the AFC? Right now, it seems like you get a lot of people that think KC that the KC the, the Chiefs are always at the top of the power rankings. They always get way more credit than the Steelers do. And for some reason, I kind of agree with it. But I, I well, I, I don't really agree with that. I think the Steelers are a better team all around. But but I, I will say that I do respect the Chiefs' argument because the Chiefs are just so good. It's it's almost like that Brady effect. I'm not saying Mahomes and Brady. It's not about right. Um, but it's almost like that Brady effect. Look, any time the, the Patriots, they were like, okay, Brady's suiting up Sunday. You're like, oh, well, I mean, they're probably, they're probably going to win. They're probably going to win. You know, if you had to put, if someone said, hey, here's 100 bucks, If you do not place a bet on, on the team this week, then you die. You're putting it on Tom Brady. In, in the prime of his New England career, you're putting that money on Tom Brady. Yes, 100%. And so I think it's almost the same with, with Mahomes, right? But let me offer you these couple sticks. Steelers opponents combined the records 33, 47, and 2. Because people have been ripping the Steelers on, beat the bad team, just that, right? 33, 47, and 2. The Chiefs opponents combined records 33 and 50. Hmm. Call it even, yeah? Call okay. it even. So Call. the Chiefs have lost one more game, and we, the Steelers, played both the Bengals and the Eagles, who both tied, right? Right. And so they both play pretty much equally as bad teams. And so it's actually better against those bad teams. And let's check out the point differential, right? Uh, Steelers are 100, and the Chiefs are 103. Hmm. Three points? I mean, if you want to hang your hat on it, fine. But let's just say um, people out there are going to say, oh, Steelers are definitely pretenders. Well, actually, the, the stats say they're a lot like the Chiefs. Um, and I'm not going to say that they have a high-powered offense like the Chiefs. They don't have a genius offensive coach like the Chiefs. But statistically speaking, analytically speaking, they're not that far off. No, they're, they're not. They are not that far. They're not that different team-wise. They're basically the. They're basically identical when you look at the stats like that. I mean, the the numbers you just read, the the difference in in numbers from team to team is barely is negligible. I agree, and it's just. Look, yeah, like I said, if you want to say the Chiefs are better tactically, statistically, maybe a little bit, but it's not enough to the point where they're like, oh, the Chiefs are so amazing, and it's like, well, the Steelers are patient. No, 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 no. The Steelers are really good, and the Chiefs might be really, really good, if you're going to argue that point. Right. You know, it's it's not that much different. And one um, thing, it, it always comes down to wins, too. Who has more wins? Right now, Pittsburgh has one more win, yeah, but it's against the same level of competition, like you just said. So, I mean, it's not really like you're, I don't know, it's not that far off at all. I agree. People always say, well, dude, are playing bad teams. Okay, well, the mark of a bad team is their record. Let's just call it is. The mark of a bad team is their record. If you're bad, you lose. You have a bad record. Right. Well, the, the record of their opponents is basically the same thing. 
And so it's like, okay, so we measure being bad on a record scale, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the records of the teams. Right. And they're the exact same records, yet people that are arguing the Chiefs point are still saying, well, the, the, the teams that Pittsburgh played are still worse. Right. And, and what? What, what? And might I add that Pittsburgh beat Houston, who both of us say are probably the best worst team in football. Like you can look at around at some of the Houston Steelers. Was. I would say, I would say Houston and um, and New York, the the the, uh, the Giants, who they also beat. Yes. Um. Uh, well, you know, I would say the only other point that I actually have two more points I want to bring up. Mm-hmm. Um, one about the Steelers again, and then the second is actually about my um, friend Drew Locke. Uh, Your friend? Not actually my friend, but <laughs> not actually my friend, but that'd be pretty cool, you know? That'd be really cool. Uh, yeah, so we'll start ready. Big Ben. People are saying, oh, it's kind of a long shot for him to win MVP. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, why? What, why would it be a long shot? People are like, well, I'm the best player in football. And I'm like, good thing the MVP doesn't get awarded. Well, good thing the MVP doesn't, or it technically shouldn't be awarded the best player in football, because actually... The MVP, can we, can we sound it out for everyone? Most valuable <laughs> player. Right. And so now let's just, you know, for, for conversation's sake, let's just open up the good old handy dandy laptop and let's Google the term valuable. And now, before I get into this, I, I want to preface this by saying look, yes, Patrick Mahomes is such a great player. He should be a annual offensive player of the year. But to say he's the most valuable player of the year, I don't know. I let's let's sort of turn valuable. All right. Let's see here. Okay, well this one is a, is worth a great deal of money. Obviously, um you know, money isn't really what we're discussing here. We're discussing um you know, how important a person is, right? So how about their value? Extremely useful or important. Okay. Is that what we're going to define valuable as? Quote, thing that is of great worth. Okay, there we go. Um, so, valuable. So it's, it's important, which means if you didn't have it, there'd be an issue, right? Um, right. Okay, all right. So how about we look up, and this isn't like an agenda against Patrick Mahomes. It's just he's a really good example. Let's look up. I'm doing this in real time, people. You can, you can hear me typing. I don't know if you can, but I'm typing. Chiefs record with Alex Smith. Let's see. Okay, so Alex Smith is a starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs from 2013 to 2017. What's that? Well, he was 50-26. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really winning quarterback. Yeah. That's a, that's a fantastic winning quarterback to... I don't know what the winning percentage is there. Let's check it out. So out of what? 76 games? Mm-hmm. They won 50 of them. So let's go 50 divided by 76. Oh, they've won 66, if you round, percent of their of their games. So let's look at the Steelers' record without Big Ben. Huh. Let's see. I actually typed Big Ben. Big Bed. Um, Big Ben. Let's see. Oh, fifty-five point six in in Ben's career, and obviously I know that his career is a lot different than present day. 
but the roster that the Steelers have now is pretty much exactly what they had last year, minus like Chase Claypool. Right. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And I, they go? Oh, they went eight and eight last year. Oh, did they? What did they this year? They're nine and nine and. Oh, they already was surpassed their win total from last year. Yeah. Nine so, games is the minimum amount that they could possibly mathematically surpassed their win total from last year and they've already done it. Right. They're the only undefeated team in the league with the same roster. Doug Hodges and Mason Rudolph looked like fourth grade quarterbacks Yeah, playing on this team. So, and so we look at the term valuable of great importance or usefulness. Well, Ben is the of the utmost importance and I would argue that Russell Wilson, yes, Although he's 28 touchdowns, 10 picks, and Mahomes is 25 and 1, look, ratio is way better. Yards are right there for Mahomes. Um, and just the eye test is obviously there because he's a freak of nature when he throws the football, moves around, does both at the same time. Um, but if you take Patrick Mahomes off the Chiefs, they are a 50 and 26 team. That is a winning playoff team consistently. Yes. Are we sure that the Seattle Seahawks would win? three games a year without Russell Wilson? No, we're not sure. I mean, when they had Matt Flynn, I think, or Tavares Jackson, I think they were, by the way, they actually passed, so, you know, whatever. that was a while ago. But anyway, um, when they had Pete Carroll, so exact same coach, actually had a better defense. The Legion of Boom core was still there. Marshawn Lynch was in the backfield. Pretty good pretty good team, actually. Better than what they have now. We're talking outside of quarterback. Pete Carroll was... Seven and nine, and seven and nine in two years without Russell Wilson. Yes. Can anyone tell us the last time he was under ten wins? I think it was like four years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. So we look at valuable. Russell Wilson and Ben Roethlisberger have the best cases for the term valuable. And so it just really it, it boils my blood to people. Oh, Mahomes is the guy. He obviously, obviously him. Well, obviously Kyler. Well, actually, obviously not Kyler because Kyler last year was what four and twelve. I get it, he was a rookie, but come on now. Yes. Let's not get crazy here. He was 4 and 12. Let's call it as it is. It's called State of State. And he gets DeAndre Hawkins, and the coach is in, a, he's in the coach system for another year. So, coaching clearly, obviously, to anyone who watches the game is important. Mm-hmm. They drafted defensively. Their defense isn't as bad as it was last year. Their offensive line's improving. Kenyon Drake is in there another year. Viable option in the backfield. So, no, no, no. I don't think Kyler is the most valuable player in the NFL. So. Um, and that goes back to Lamar last year. I don't think he was the most valuable player. Plug a healthy RG3 in there. It's the same offense. Yeah. Same thing. I get that Lamar's dynamic on the ground, but he doesn't have to be for them to win that many games. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it just the term valuable is just getting so swept under the rug, and I couldn't sit here and, and watch it continue for continue that for that to happen. Right. You can't do it. I, I do want to say my piece on this Big Ben thing. Um, I think you brought up a good point, and I think you brought up a point that needs to be at least given some time in discussion. Um, because when you look at the Steelers teams from last year to this year, like you said, other than Chase Claypool, it's the same exact team. Uh, same same defense, uh, same uh, basically this all the same offensive pieces, except we didn't have Ben last year. Um, oh, and Eric Ebron, one guy, but he actually has had not that much production anyway. So. Right. And then you you want to look at the key to beating the Ravens, 
the key for this Steelers team to beating the Ravens is honestly Ben Roethlisberger. Because if you go back and you watch yeah, that game, yeah. if you go back and you watch that game from last year, the Steelers had Lamar on the ropes. They Lamar could not do anything against the Steelers' defense last year. Not a, not a single thing. And what was missing? Well, we couldn't put up enough points to win because we had a robot in our backfield throwing the ball for us, Mason Rudolph. Um, there's a lot of games. Yes, and, and um, I don't say his name. Um, I can't stand Hodges, man. Um, so, yeah, no, he's not, he's not, you're not his biggest fan there. I just, I don't understand how people can look at Ben and go, oh, you know, the, the Steelers, their their team, their defense is so good, they could plug anybody in back there and it would be fine. Really? Really? Because we tried that last year. We tried to plug a freaking duck caller in back there, a hunter duck caller as our quarterback, and guess how that worked out? It didn't work out because we need Ben Roethlisberger. He is by far one of the most valuable players in the league. I'm not saying the most valuable, but one of the most valuable players in the league, and there people need to start to taking a look at it. And I also, real quick, I want to add that Aaron Rodgers probably could be in that too. Because they're I think so. Play without any, they're, they're but anyway, continue. I think... Yeah, I mean, I think that Roethlisberger at least deserves to be in the conversation, at least brought up, at least have it discussed, uh, debated a little bit, really look at the numbers from year to year, because uh, when you do, it becomes pretty evident on uh, on just how important this uh, big bearded guy is slinging the football around for us. I, I could not agree anymore, clearly, like I've said. And um, I think people are also saying, well, he's this bad, he's not the best, he's not doing so great well actually I mean look guys 22 touchdowns four picks and they threw up a graphic last game I think that's like four from the league you know oh he's really um, good 2300 yards what do we want from the guy I know Josh Allen's leading the league so let's see how far he is off the league lead just curiosity and passing yards he's not even like passing yards are that much of an important stat to begin with Right, because we look at Dak Prescott with 5,000 last year and it doesn't do anything. doesn't equate. Yeah. Okay, Josh Allen is, is 2,900 yards. So Ben is, is 600 behind Josh Allen. That's actually not that bad. And he's like four. He's, he's not even in the top five in the league in passing yards. But he's top four in the league in, um, in touchdown interception ratio. So look, does he score? Does he get two points? Because at the end of the game, points win games. Yards don't win games. Does he get you in the end zone? And does he keep them from getting an opportunity to get in the end zone, turning the football over? And yes, he does. Yes, yes he does. And I always like it if you if you subtract your interceptions from your touchdowns. With ben, that, that would mean Ben has 18 touchdowns. We'll see what all the M, other MVP candidates have, right? Ross, is, Ross has 18. He's 18 if you subtract his 10, his 10 picks from his 28... Uh, Twenty-eight things, right? Um, outside of Mahomes, everyone else is actually worse than Ben in that category. So, look, I think I think I agree with you, hundred percent. Um, I'm not saying he deserves he to did. be MVP, but he deserves to be in the conversation. Couldn't agree more. Exactly. Um, exactly. So with that, we're going to wrap up this first segment, guys. We're going to get to you in the second segment. We'll come out with some quarterback tiers for uh, this week up to week 10 uh, and then we have our Thursday night predictions to get to you guys for the game tomorrow night 
so don't go anywhere because you're not going to want to miss it. Real quick, real quick. Y- yeah. Real quick. I do want to talk about Drew Locke real quick. That's right. Okay. My bad. Um, God, he played really bad. Oh, yeah. Like, really bad. That's like, what, the second straight week that he had looked subpar. Yes. And, I mean, just on the year, I, as a whole, I am worried, I would say, to say the least, for, for his future. Um, it's hard to not be. So you look at Drew Love on the year, I mean, I know he missed two games, but 1,500 yards, seven touchdowns, ten picks. Mm. Now he has bruised ribs again, so he's now injury prone a little bit. Um, that kind of worries me because he's not good enough to be injury prone. No. You know, look, if Brady or Mahomes or Wilson or even probably Big Ben, if you're injury prone, fine. Sit four games a year. I don't care because when I get you for 12, you're phenomenal. You're top five in the world, you know? Right. And, uh, and Drew Locke, look, I'm fine if you want to miss three, four games. Don't care, you know? I need you to be healthy for playoffs. That's it. And if you miss two, three, four games, whatever, fine. Carson Wentz, I can live with the injuries because he's, but not when he's on, he is phenomenal. And he even he, even him, he's borderline, and he is way better than Drew Locke. And so Drew Locke's just not good enough for his flaws. You know, his it's a pros conquest, and you got to try to balance it out and say, okay, well, you know, he doesn't do this well, but but, but he does this super well, and it kind of covers up the bit of his flaws there. He's just not good enough to cover up the flaw. He's now injury prone, and he's mistake prone. Ten picks on the year, only seven touchdowns. So, um, definitely an issue, I would say, in Denver. It seems like John Elway, Elway can't get his uh, his quarterbacks right, other than the rental that was Peyton Manning. Right. Um, I mean, he's definitely going to need to have some more production if he wants to have any future in this league. Um, you can't be a no name. And come out like you said, and be injury prone on top of being, you know, not the greatest. Um, your injury proneness has to be overshadowed by your amazingness <laughs> playing, it's like playing the actual game. Your, your, your greatness, your ability to win games when you're there. Because right. when you're not there, look, you might drop a couple. So when we get you for for thirteen games, we would eat wins in probably twelve. Yeah, or eleven of them, maybe at least. Um, because this league, you can't make a mistake. And this league is also not very forgiving to young rookie quarterbacks or not exactly rookie quarterbacks, just young unproven quarterbacks in general. Um, the NFL is not friendly to them. Um, but yeah, you have anything else? Well, that's all. That's all. I was kind of, kind of went off for a little bit for a while. So all right, yeah. nice to open up a little bit of a discussion there too. So absolutely. Uh, uh great way to end the first segment yeah we'll try to wrap this up again maybe we'll get it right this time but uh uh yeah so that was the first segment go back listen uh we had our monday thoughts uh first and then tim ran it about the steelers and then we got moved into a little bit of a uh a drew lock discussion there at the end so we're gonna hit a break but when we get back we will have our quarterback tiers and our thursday night predictions so don't go anywhere What's up, guys? It's the uh, boys here from The Issue. We just wanted to give the guys over at Rockville a formal shout-out. Yeah, they are fantastic. They have everything from lighting to audio for your car, your boat, and power sports, along with, you know, that's even where we got our new equipment for the studio. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. For some great equipment, um, hit up Rockville Audio. Check out their great prices um, for all your audio, uh, podcast, microphone needs. What's up, guys? We are back. Segment two. Uh, got a good segment for you guys. We're going to start off with our quarterback tiers for uh, everything up to week 10 uh, in the NFL. Uh, just kind of going off of this season and... We are through week 10, which is kind of crazy. We talked about that earlier to look back and just see how far it's come so far. Uh, it's just so been moving so quick. Uh, and then we're going to finish off the episode with our Thursday night predictions uh, for the game tomorrow. Good Thursday night game, finally. Uh, it'll, be, it'll be good to get the predictions and the betting lines for that. So all that's coming up later. Um, but we are going to start off every Wednesday. We do our quarterback tiers. Uh, there's a lot of changes this week. I was just talking to Tim, uh, you know, over the break here, and there's it's definitely uh, definitely some surprises on here. So the graphic will be up on our Instagram later tonight, and make sure you guys go and check that out at the underscore issue podcast. But we're just gonna roll right into it. We're gonna start with our game changers category top tier in the NFL. Tim, who is in our top tier after week ten? All right, all right, let's get into it. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of movement right here. Um, people say, well, Russ, Russ this, Russ that. Russ is a one-man show. Look, Russ is a one-man show on his team, six and three, right? And like, it's the end of the world. It's like they're on fire. Um, well, I mean, the rest of the team is, but look, in the grand scheme of things, they're still a top-ten football team in the NFL. Um, Russell Wilson's still 28 touchdown, 10 picks. It's actually top-ten league uh, touchdown pick ratio. Um, he's still second in league in yards, and he's doing that as a one-man show with no offensive line, and leads his team in rushing most of the games. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's much dispute there. Look, I know he's lost a couple of games. Don't care. Yeah. Um, next up, Patty Mahomes. Um, he was he's sensational. I mean, I don't understand. Couldn't find him like wouldn't have him in there. 25 touchdowns, one pick. Fifth in the league in passing yards. Um, obviously has the weapons, but has shown and continues to show that he is dynamic at the position. And uh, finally, Aaron Rodgers. Look, he's in first place. You know, we can rip him all we want. We rip the Packers all we want. But he's in first place. And uh, he's playing at a really high level right now. I want to say 26 touchdowns, three picks. That's next level. That's really, really good. And uh, I think he's sixth or seventh in the league in passing yards. So playing at a really high level. His team leads his division. What more can you ask for, you know? Right. Uh, I think, so those are the top three. Um, yep, that, that rounds out tier one. I don't, there's not any movement between tier one and tier two. I mean, tier, well, tier two, there is movement, but down to tier three. Yeah. Um, there's no one dropping down to tier two from tier one. There's no one bumping up. I, I think there's people on the cusp of it, and we will go over that. I think there's two guys in particular that are really, really close. Yes. But uh, for right now, I think I think Ross Patton, Aaron, are the three best quarterbacks in the, in the National Football League. Oh, I would 100% agree with that. Um, just based off of pure statistics and what they can do from a from a leadership standpoint is, is insane. I mean, I know you talked about how you know Russ's team is six and three. People are ready to you know move on and just kind of start bashing Russ a little bit. I mean, it's a one man show. You said it best. There's nobody there to help him. He doesn't have an offensive line. He doesn't have weapons. Yeah, he is DK Metcalf, but outside of that, he doesn't really have much, uh, and he doesn't have a defense. So the fact that they are six and three, all six wins can be one hundred percent accredited to Russell Wilson, and that's a period. And then you move on to 
uh, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, thrown the dude has thrown only one interception all season, 25 touchdowns. That is incredible. Incredible. He needs no help. He is so good. And then you move on to Aaron Rodgers, like you said, just incredibly consistent all season. And, uh, and I mean, his team's at the top of the division, so it's, it's tough to argue. Yeah, he's playing on an MVP level. His team's in the top division. Yeah, he's won, he's won one or two bad games. So what? Yeah. Everyone does. Right. Um, at least he's on all that critical, you know? Yeah. And at least he's on all that bad. Look, Lamar has a bad game against the Steelers and a pivotal matchup in which he tosses, what, two interceptions and fumbles twice? Come yeah. on now. Yeah. Let's be real here. Aaron's bad day is, is a lot of guys' average day, you know? Yes. And so I, I think we shouldn't jump ship on on him, and I don't think the Packers yet either. I don't think they're a terrible team. Look, the defense isn't, isn't that great, but they have three three things that I really like. They have a pass rusher. They actually have two of them, so that, that's two of the three things. They have two really good pass rushers. Darius Smith, who's actually out of Kentucky, and um, Preston Smith. And so you got guys that can get up to the quarterback. We always talk about the name of the game is increasingly get a quarterback, protect your quarterback, get guys that can get their quarterback. Yep. And so they have that. And then they also have Jair Alexander, who is a top five DB, and no one's talking about it. And actually, I think I might talk about that on Friday. Um, Jair Alexander is a phenomenal DB. He's playing amazing this year. And so they they have the piece on defense, too, from a matchup standpoint. If they get the right matchup and if they get um, the right coaching matchup, you you never know. You really don't. They could could have a lockdown defense. And Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, don't count out. Yeah, so that is tier one. That is our game changers category. Um, Russell Wilson, Patty Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers. Solid tier one. Uh, Next, we're going to move down to tier two. We call it our ballers category. These guys are good. They need a little bit of help. Uh, I shouldn't say good. I should say great, but they need a little bit of help. They can't really do it on their own. Uh, They need some things to go their way. Who are those? These guys have a flaw that's a little, you know, Patty Mahomes' flaw is like, well, sometimes he turns the ball over. Well, sometimes he, he is a 75% uh, game winner, wins 75% of the games, roughly. Mm-hmm. And he's a super winner in MVP. Like, yes, he, he sometimes be a little bit of a risk taker, be a little messy, escape the pod before he actually has it. Don't care, he wins, and he plays at a high level. But these guys in the next category have a little bit bigger of a flaw. All right, so we'll start with the two guys who I think could bump up to tier one. Um, Big Ben. We talked about he's playing an MVP level caliber, 22 touchdowns, four picks. I think he is, I don't know what he is in the league in yardage. It's not that great, but like we say, yardage is never name. Playing at a high level has his team as the only undefeated team. Something to be said for that. But I think his flaw is, look, he, he's kind of throws some bad picks sometimes. I know there was four this year, but three of them were in one game. And a game we probably should have lost. It could have cost him a, whole, a good game. Yeah. And they were just some. Two of them were really bad picks, mm-hmm. and uh, so that, that's Ben's drawback. You know, Patty Mahomes throws some picks, but Ben throws too many picks sometimes. But this year he's limited it, so he is definitely on the cusp of tier one. I would say I would say Ben is one game away from tier one. You couldn't agree more. One game away. Could not agree more. Um, and someone else had to that's one game away. I mean, both love to watch. He is just so good. And as a former baseball player, like ourselves, um, 
you can appreciate this guy because he is a former baseball player actually got drafted by the Oakland Athletics, Tyler Murray. Tyler oh, Murray's playing at an MVP level caliber. Uh, MVP level. Simple as that. Um, now, I don't think he is, but I think he deserves to be in the running for sure. Um, what he is able to do with his feet and, and still be able to accurately deliver the football downfield is incredibly impressive. Look, yes, Lamar might be more elusive. Well, elusive? Maybe Kyler. Lamar might be faster. Lamar might have a better spin move. Don't care. Lamar can't throw the football. Russell Wilson throws the most, or not Russell Wilson, well, Russell Wilson does too, but Kyler Murray throws the most beautiful football. I've never seen a throw ball. It's so gorgeous. Oh, he, I think he's like number one or number two for most catchable ball in the league. Oh, God, it's just such, just his release. Oh, the spiral, the touch, the, the precision, it's, in, it's insane. He's really um, good. He's really but good. The issue with Tyler is he has some inconsistencies, right? We saw in the Dallas game, 9 for 24 passing the football. Has some, some improvement to do there, but look, he's got a team that doesn't really have that great of a defense, and outside of D-Hop isn't necessarily loaded. Um, and he's got him at 6-3, you know? Yeah. New head coach. Well, not new this year, but in the league new. Um, he's playing really good. Playing really good. Yes. Um, I mean, we're here. Tom Brady. Tom Brady, even at his age, is still playing so well. I would say he's close to tier one, but not as close as Ben and Kyler. Mm-hmm. I think Brady is a really, really good game, or two good games away, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's got to either go off, or he's got two really solid games to get to that next tier. Um, all right, let's go ahead to Sean Watson. Uh, Electric um, on an island. Yeah, he's uh, on an island. Man show, completely dynamic. These are just some things that I would use to describe Deshaun Watson. I feel bad um, for Deshaun Watson. On the on an island part, some people will rip him, and me included. I kind of rip him a little bit for being what two and seven now. Yeah, well, he's got no help. He's got no help at all. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson because he does have zero help. Uh, he has nothing going his way other than his own abilities. I mean, like his team just not good, and and Houston is still so sold on JJ Watt. JJ Watt's old and declining. He doesn't have pieces around him. He doesn't have other superstars really on his team outside of Will Fuller. So I mean, it, it's really tough because. He's a guy that could honestly, if he had pieces around him, it would make him look even better. He'd, we, he'd probably be on the cusp of moving up to Tier 1, quite honestly. Uh, he has the talent. It's all there. He just has nobody around him. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And um, when you look at his production with D-Hop, look, it's just way better with D-Hop. And people would like rip him forward. It's like, no, 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 D-Hop's not good. Yeah. You know, let's not expect, just because you're great doesn't mean you have to carry the team on your back. We, we crowned Tom Brady great. Tom Brady was ne- has never led the league in passing games. Ever. He doesn't put the team on his back. He does late-game scenarios. But it's not like he's out there walking out there, oh, got to throw for 450 today, or else we're going to lose. Nope, that's not the case at all. He's not going to put the team on his back like that. Yeah. Like they're asking Deshaun Watson to do, hey, no weapons, no run game, no defense, go win us some games, kid. And that's also the I mean, same like, thing they're doing. Have to be to Superman rest. to be great. Look, Deshaun is a great football player, but I think they need they need some help. Simple as that. That exact scenario is also what's going on in Seattle currently, by the way. Oh, 100%. And it's also similar to Arizona, too. Look, Tyler Murray watching there as a rookie and they say, here, full playbook, you're going to start week one, no experience, 
Well, that's a game's good. Yeah. Last year he only won four, but now, blew through that. He did. So, it's impressive. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go down here. Last two and tier two here. Jared Goff. Jared Goff has a team uh, currently sitting at second in the tough, probably the toughest division in football at NFC West. I don't know, man. Right. I was thinking NFC East, pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe tightest race. You know, the uh, Giants have won it. I mean, two straight, and they're I mean, somehow a half game out of three and seven. So, tightest, maybe. No, but you're right. NFC West, but, definitely um, one of the toughest divisions in the league right now, the NFC West. Oh, definitely. NFC West is insane. He has been second in the division. Um, he's playing good football right now. People knock him look at the new Super Bowl. It's all just take a deep breath. Um, when he's a protected quarterback, he makes plays. And people whip him for that. Like, well, only if, only if he has good protection. <laughs> okay, well, that's like 95% of the league. <laughs> Look, if Brady has no protection, do you think he's going to run away? No. No. Or Roethlisberger? Cooked. Cooked. Yeah, exactly. So people will rip him for it. It's like, no, that's kind of realistic. That's how the NFL works. Um, look, 27 for 37, 302 yards. No touchdowns, no picks, 97 QBR on the season. He's got 2,500 yards, 13 touchdowns, 6 picks. That's good. That's yeah. good. He's got an above 2 ratio. Mm-hmm. He's got yards, he's got wins. What, what more do we want for that? He actually had two rushing yards. Like, what, what more do we want for I'm not saying he's great. He's a really, really good quarterback, though. He's definitely tier two. He's yes. Really tier two. Yes, I would agree. Um, all right, now down to our final guy in tier two. We got ourselves Derek Carr. Um, Derek Carr actually has a better ratio by a mile than Jared Goff. He's got a 16 touchdown to a two interception ratio. That's eight to one. That's incredible. And did Derek Carr move up to? Yards. Did he move up I mean, to tier two this week? No, he was in tier two last week. Okay. But the, the last week he had just recently moved up. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, no one moved up to tier two this week except for Kyler. Actually, I can't believe we had him in tier three to begin with, but um, he's the only one that moved up. Yeah, we were a little late to change him. Yeah, we were. Um, but look, Derek Carr's a good quarterback. He's actually a really good quarterback. He's got his team at six and three. So let's look at. Other teams are six and three, right? Oh, Russell Wilson, um, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, um, Jared Goff. So it's like a lot of good quarterbacks on the team at six and three. So people are like, well, it hasn't been enough. Well, he actually is winning with the best of them. Right. Um, he's second in that division, mm-hmm. which is solidly impressive because, look, yes, the Chargers are, are not good record wise, but they are one of the better two and seven teams or three and seven, whatever they are. Mm hmm. And uh, the Broncos aren't even a bad three and sixteen. They're not that bad. And so we did able to do look, it's impressive. The efficiency, um, the, the the tactical, um, surgeon like nature that he, he doesn't turn the football over. Just the precision, man, it's crazy. He plays a really sound football game. And yeah. I think I mean there's something to be said for that. People are always risk it, no risk it, no risk it, but that doesn't mean we have to discredit a more tactical quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I, um, I agree there. Yeah, so it's not, it's not discredited. I mean, he's playing really good football right now. Mm-hmm. All right, down to Tier 3. All right. Dropping, we'll, go, we'll go over the people that dropped down recently. Okay, so Tier um, again, 3. Not really in specific order, because now I, I think Josh Allen's probably the best one in this category, but I'm going to talk about him last. Okay. 
hold up real quick. Um, so tier three is our above average Joes category for anybody that's just a new listener or hasn't listened to the segment before. It is our above average Joes. These guys need some help. Um, they, they need things to go right around them, but they're still quarterbacks that are in the top half of the league. Um, like the top 15 quarterbacks, they're they're in the top. Yeah, we have, we have 14 rated for, for okay. um, conversation purposes. We have 14. Okay, and might I just add, you said Josh Allen is now in Tier 3. Um, 15, guys, I'm sorry, 15. You're right. We have witnessed the fall of Josh Allen on this podcast because, believe it or not, he was he was in the Game Changers category for a little bit. He was in Tier 1, and now he's fallen all yeah, the way to... Was. But I think he's now at the top of Tier 3, and I think, you know, another good game, he's moving up Tier 1. He, look, he played decent this week, and he had the two picks, which I really, really don't like. But against Seattle's defense, he played pretty well, but Seattle's defense is also terrible, so you have to pick with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. And if we're going based off that, he could be in Tier 2. Yeah. But Seattle's defense has set up the most opposing passing yards, passing touchdown, best QBR in the league. So, um, get to really grain of salt, right? But anyway, like I said, and let's start with the people that have moved down from Tier 2. Okay. And let's start here with Ryan Tannehill. Okay. We have now lost, what, three out of the last four games. And he's 15 to uh, 147 yards, one touchdown, no pick, 83 QBR this past week. Um, look, on the year, he's not bad, but this is a dynamic scale, right? So 2,100 yards, 20 touchdowns, three picks, which is solid, right, solid. I would say he's at the top of tier three. Him and Josh Allen are pretty close. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But, look, I, I said um, against the Bears that he's got to put the team on his back a little bit, and he didn't play all that well. Yeah. Didn't play all that well at all. I mean, I let me get the stats here for him. wants to load. Wow. All right. Um, let me, let's get a stats from against the Bears. He didn't play all that well. I'm pretty sure they had a defensive touchdown. Um, yeah. He played decent, 158 yards, though. It's not great. And then you go to the Colts game, 147 yards. The production's not there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Simple as that. So that's why he's in Tier 3. All right, let's go down to someone else that dropped down. It's going to shock people, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Lamar in Tier 3. The inability to accurately deliver the football at this point is concerning. It's, it's that simple. It is concerning. He is under 2,000 yards. That press start has more yards in him, hasn't played in, what, four weeks? Um, yeah, isn't that crazy? That's that great. press has more yards passing on Lamar Jackson. Well, yeah, I mean, it is crazy. And it just kind of really points to that Lamar Jackson can't really throw the football. He's 25th in the league in passing yards. Yeah, he's not good at, not at throwing the football. 14 touchdowns, that's 17th in the league. You have five picks. Even his rushing yards aren't even... They're decent. They're 500 yards. It's not bad. Um, three rushing touchdowns. Not, not like crazy. Not, not enough to make up for his inability throwing the football. And I know people... I, this isn't even because of this past week. Look, I'm not going to blame him for having a 99 QBR at Foxborough in the rain against Bill Belichick. I think people were overreacting a little bit. I do think that he had some throws that were very makeable and didn't make them. I think he has a way to go to the passer. I still think he's a really good quarterback. I still think going forward, his future is bright, but we're starting to see his limitations. Yes. And uh, going forward, we're going to need his coaching staff to 
work around those limitations to best suit Lamar. Mm-hmm. And right now, that's just not happening. And I think, um, like I said, I'm not going to blame him. In a hurricane, he had a 99 QBR against Bill Belichick on the road. Yes. You know, so let's not, let's not freak out. But, look, they've lost, what, three, uh, or two, uh, two out of the last three. Not good. Um, and he's been a kind of big reason for a couple of them. So, um, the ship was up. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I think he might be on a little bit of what we call our MVP hangover um, after last season. I know last year things just went so well for Lamar, and and he was looking like, oh my gosh, I mean, it's Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, the two faces of the league. Well, this year we're starting to see that uh, Superman Lamar is not exactly uh, impenetrable. So, I mean, we've seen a lot of, he's been forced into a good amount of mistakes this year. He hasn't rushed the ball like he did last year. He has proved that he has trouble throwing the football. So, Tier 3 seems fitting, at least for now, because I definitely feel like he has the ability to move up to Tier 1. He's a great... He is so talented. Very talented quarterback with, like you said, a very bright future. But he needs to be able to get through some adversity first in his career, and he's just going to deal with that a little sooner than most. I agree. Six. 12. No, 11. Uh, wait. Averaging 
Oh, you were asking you know, an average. Okay. Oh, you were thinking of subtraction. Yeah, that, that makes 11, which we have them at 13th. So that's about the 11th best quarterback team, the 13th on our list. That sounds about right. Oh, okay. I thought you were um, asking for the... He still makes his fair share of mistakes. Um, they haven't won a lot, so there's a fair knocks. There's a fair knocks on them, but yes. he's playing really well. Yeah, I thought you were... You cut out there for a second. I thought you were asking for like the ratio that we did with Roethlisberger earlier. Um, but no... I mean, I, is, is that everybody in all the tiers? We're good? Uh, we just have one more, Joe Burrow. Okay. Okay, Joe Burrow. I honestly... Joe against that defense didn't look that bad. No, he didn't. And that's what's uh, that's what the scary thing is a little bit, because I feel like Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, man, if he can get a coach or, or an owner that's going to hire the right coaches and the right players and draft the right players that he can be scary if he gets the right pieces around him because he is really talented he's a really good quarterback no i agree and the, the fact that he's only gonna get better yeah and the fact that he, he had no turnovers against that pittsburgh defense who lead the league in turnovers as a rookie he's able to do that that's that's mightily impressive oh yeah i mean and, don't uh, get... just the toughness he showed he got whacked all game just got back up every time yeah, I was going to say, don't get me wrong, the Steelers did not take it easy on him. They gave him a pretty good welcome to the league, uh, to the division, should I say, AFC North. But, uh, I mean, he, he looked solid, and it, it was definitely impressive to me. I agree, and uh, that's all we have for our quarterback tiers. All right, guys, that is our Week 10 quarterback tiers. Make sure you're going to our Instagram. We should have a uh, graphic up later tonight. Uh, with, we will have it indeed later or not. Right, and I threw up a graphic earlier in the day today, Tim. I don't know if you saw it or not. Uh, we have a I new graphic. Indeed, the draft order is looking good, looking good. Yes, it's the draft order for the 2021 NFL draft as it stands right now after week 10. Uh, the Jets obviously up there in the first spot to get Trevor Lawrence. Oh, God. And, uh, you know, the Steelers down in 32nd. We had a comment on there asking why the Chiefs were not number... 31 in the draft order uh just because like you know they have the second best record and uh just wanted to give it a little bit of an explanation now uh the chiefs are the second best team in the afc uh the the okay so like the way you look at it pittsburgh would have the last pick because we have the best record and we're number one in the afc the second one after Pittsburgh is going to be an NFC team. It goes to the best NFC team, which right now is the Saints, and then it will go to the yeah, Chiefs. And that's, that's because the real draft order is determined by the Super Bowl, and so the two best, the two teams that draft last, one has to be AFC, one has to be NFC. Right. So I just the wanted to rule is one AFC, one NFC. Right. Just wanted to clarify that for anybody that may have been confused when they were looking at it. I know we got the comment, so I just wanted to address it. Um, and now we're going to move into our Thursday night predictions. Tim, what's the line looking like? What are the numbers? What are we, what are we looking at? All right, let's see here. So, oh, why is there no line on Foxbet? Okay, that is concerning. We'll head over to CBS then. Okay. That's odd because usually Foxbet is always excellent with their odds and their over-unders and all that good stuff. And, of course, CBS doesn't want to load. That would just make my life... It was way too easy, so we'll try CBS Sports, different app. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, here we go. CBS Sports has Seattle favored by three and the over-under at 57.5. This is the 
easiest under of the year, and here's why. Has anyone ever been to Seattle in late November? That's no, probably terrible. I'll pass. We'll draw a line straight across. That's what, like Massachusetts area? Um, want to go to Massachusetts in, in November? Uh, nope. Said nope. no one ever. So why would we want to go to Seattle? Pretty no. much the same weather. Rainy, cold, foggy, no one cares, right? Uh, it's supposed to be 48 and raining. So that's a pretty easy under for me. And they by three, Seattle. Russell Wilson pissed off. I'll take Seattle minus three. I'll take the points. Yeah. Um. Dang, I don't know. This is this is one for me. I, I definitely like Seattle. Okay. Um, but the thing that I'm struggling with is by how many. You know what? I think I think they blow out that that three points. I I think I like Seattle by a touchdown. I like. You like it by I like Seattle by a touchdown. I like them. I don't like them just by three. I like them by seven, and uh, I like the under though because of just how terrible these conditions are going to be on Thursday night. That's going to be pretty brutal when you look at Arizona. They're used to playing in nice sunny um, down there in the desert. Right. Uh, I think it's nice weather there. They have a, a roof that they can open close at their discretion. Yeah. So yeah, I will. Uh, no, I like Kyler. I like him a lot. I think he's gonna, you know, I think he's gonna have a really good game. But I think, I think Russell Wilson lights up that Arizona defense, and I don't think the conditions will be favorable enough for Kyler to get too close to the Seahawks. I feel like the the best defense. I'm gonna name it right now. Defensive MVP of the game for Seattle is gonna be the weather. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Because <laughs> nobody else and, on that um, defense can stop Kyler. Oh, yeah. No one else can stop Kyler. I do want to point out one thing. Who do you think the best rushing team in the NFL is? The best rushing team? Yeah, best, the best team at running the football. I mean, most answers are like Cleveland. And I, I was going right? to say, I would have said Cleveland, yeah. Well, sir, you'd be incorrect. Uh. The Arizona Cardinals are the best in the, foot, in the National Football League rushing the football they averaged 169 yards a game how much of that is Kyler and that's probably due to Kyler <laughs> um, in, in injunction with Kenyon Drake who's a really solid back he has been really solid 12 yards four touchdowns so yeah. uh, that's interesting because you know that does translate to the rain something yeah. to think about um, but I still think that uh, without the ability to throw the football as well with the Seattle's number one in the league Ooh, wow. You know, now that I'm looking at these stats, I'm rethinking it. You know what? I am going to switch my prediction. No, okay. you know what? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I got I to gotta trust Russell Wilson. I'm like, oh, never mind. Just keep going. <laughs> I was going to say, man, your uh, predictions. I'm starting to get too much in my head there. Yeah, you've been too much in your head last Thursday and now on Monday, and you just need to get out of your head, buddy. Uh, you're going to be fine. You're usually pretty good at predicting. So I say stick with Russ. I'm sticking with Russ. I like Russ by seven. I'm not changing that. Um, I know Arizona. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change. The reason I was thinking is because while it is gonna be raining, the more I look at it, look, Arizona rushes the football a lot better, and Seattle relies heavily on their pass game, and so you know that means usually. But I'm gonna trust my guy Russ. Okay, uh, let Russ cook. Uh, I think, 
I think we all need to just step step back and let him do what Russ does best. Just lead his team to victory. The what? It's more like force Russ to cook. Yeah, it's more every of every single night of the week. It's more of um, force Russ to do every job in the restaurant plus cook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not even like let Russ cook. It's more like put a gun to Russ Wilson's head and make him cook, or else we are gonna the whole franchise is gonna disintegrate. Yeah, I mean that's basically what they've Let's, relied on in Seattle now for two years. So yeah. They don't do anything well. They don't do anything well. Their defense is bad. Their running game is bad. Their offense is not bad. Period. Yeah. They do Russell Wilson well. That's what. That's what. That's that's what they're good at. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Uh, and that's just about all they have. And that's just about all we have, uh, guys. Thanks for listening. We covered in our first segment our Monday Night Thoughts. Tim had a rant on the Steelers, and then we hit a break. And after the break, we gave you our quarterback tiers and just finished up our Thursday Night Predictions. So, guys, thanks for listening. We will have our graphic up uh, for our quarterback tiers on Instagram tonight. Um, it will be on at the underscore issue podcast on Instagram and on Twitter at the issue podcast. Uh, so make sure you guys are going following our social media. Um, Tim, thanks for joining me on the phone. We will be back in person very shortly. And, um, yeah, guys, thanks for listening to The Issue.